Hello, I'm Jackson Short. And I'm Carlos Garcia Leon. And today we show our truest selves. And for that, we're sorry. Let's be artful. How are you, Jackson? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Carlos? I am doing okay. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been some time since you've all had to listen to my beautiful voice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sounded great. It's just a bunch of me. I've had no coffee, so... Well, uh, we have two, I repeat, two guests, which we have three microphones, so this will be interesting. But we have two guests. Uh, we have Mark and Emily. Um, Mark is micless right now because uh, I've stolen his microphone. Um, but Emily has a mic. How are you, Emily? Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks. Um, do you want to introduce yourself real fast? Sure. Um, I'm Emily Bauer. Uh, I'm also in the CCM Arts Administration Program with these lovely artful people. Mamba. Mamba. Uh, yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thanks so much for coming. And let me give the microphone to Mark real fast. I am also a fellow <laughs> Mamba student, and this will likely be the last you will hear from me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, bud. Um, so uh, we're going to get to what we've seen. <coughs> we haven't been able to see a lot because we've been very busy with our classwork. Um, Which is also why you haven't heard from us in a while. Yeah. Schedules have been ridiculous. But we have seen a couple of things. And Mark and Emily have also seen things. Well. Yeah. Mark is shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> like, leave me out of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's no homework. We, so we'll start with things I've seen just because they were literally yesterday and the day before that. Or two days ago. As always, time is so relative for me that I need to be placed in that time or look at my agenda in front of me. Anyway, on Thursday, I went to go see Cincinnati Symphony's Orchestra's Classical Roots uh, recital for the class, um, Artists in Residence. I was there at the box office, and it was amazing. It was very, for a First Unitarian church with, like, church seating, it was kind of very packed. And I was amazed to see, um, I mean, the Classical Roots is made to do diversity and inclusion and basically everything I fight for within classical music. Um, but it, it, the audience was super diverse. The programming, which we'll talk about later, was also very well thought out. And I had a blast there. And it was the first inaugural artist in residence for Classical Roots. And she she's a violinist who had been in Broadway, has performed in multiple classical music festivals, orchestras, blah, blah, blah. And her programming was phenomenal. It was um, this clarinet quintet. A, by a new composer, not commissioned, but um, it was beautiful because, you know, clarinet quintet, when you think about it, you like, it features a clarinet. Um, and this one didn't uh, because it was just kind of blending in and out. And that's the kind of music I want from concertos where, like, it's not necessarily like, I'm the hero of this piece of music. I want it to be more like, um, like we are all part of this team together. And that was beautiful for me. And then the second piece was this beautiful, oh, God, I don't remember. Oh, I remember. It was a Soldier's Tales by Stravinsky. Um, it's a great piece. Uh, and usually, if you don't know what a Soldier's Tale is, it's a huge mini-chamber ensemble. But she adapted it because she would perform this at shelter homes or in, and provide food for people who were homeless, too. Oh, interesting. And, uh, you know, the Soldier's Tales about making a deal with the double, and as always, the double usually wins. Yeah. Um, but, of course, no one wants to bring that to... A church? No, n not necessarily <laughs> that, but, like, a shelter home where, like, 
these these people have are going through so much and telling them that like hey like the devil has won is not necessarily a great picker upper or like cheerful um so she she had someone rewrite the story in the point where like the soldier is like an actual winner interesting Um, and they premiered it on wednesday and then the second premiere was for her recital on thursday um and it was phenomenal and the great thing about it also was that um she had a black man be the narrator which contributed to like the whole story presence um and that was also really great and then her last piece was she had been the fiddler on the fiddler on the roof for like she said what 13 months i love that show and she she was amazed how no other fiddler had taken that and like made it into something more so she has this new album called like fiddler beyond yeah where she takes themes and melodies from the fiddler and the roof musical and composes new works and that was extremely awesome to see because as someone who loves fiddler on the roof the musical and just musicals in general it was just great to see like literally the fiddler yeah be the music and then like take more into that um and also expand on the actual arrangement of the piece i know that she started doing all these harmonics during the performance and i was just like oh that puts a whole nother level to the music that i really love um and she really worked at uh, expanding that arrangement, I loved it. Yeah, and I, something great that I I don't haven't thought about till now was that there's nothing extreme about the, you know there's no like I'm programming this because they are African American or I'm programming this for like any other reason than just to like program great music that yeah. is like contemporary but also very relatable. Yeah. Um, and I was able to work that concert and got to listen and the fiddle on the roof was incredible and it was probably one of my favorite parts. Um, the Stravinsky that is asked on a lot of percussion auditions. Um, so it was really, really? yeah, it was really interesting to, uh, hear that performed as well. And they all did a great job. Um, I also worked and you got to go to the, um, Rachmaninoff. Yes. Or was it Rachmaninoff or the... Oh, symphonic dances. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, they didn't market it as symphonic dances. Yeah. Because um, of the piano. Yeah, well. The barber uh, concerto. Yeah. It was weird. The programming, if I may, the programming, at least the marketing for it, was confusing because um, it had um, the uh, pianist be in the background for the poster, but then they had Rachmaninoff as the main title. So then you're just like, are they doing a Romantic Rachmaninoff piano concerto? And then you come to find out that it's like a barber piano concerto, but they're also doing Rachmaninoff. Yeah. Um, just, you know. And that. something that you were really excited about is there was a world premiere that was commissioned by oh my God. the yes. symphony. Okay. Let me let me tell you all, because I'm really excited, and you're welcome to ask me any questions. So Enrico Chapala, who is a Mexican composer, um, was premiering this piece was, that was commissioned by C- CSO. Um, called, oh, it was a really funny title, but let me find it for you. It was called Radioaxial, which takes into account very, like, math numbers into music, whatever. No, I don't really understand it all. But, um, it was super exciting because not only that, they also had a curator, um, who made the lobby into something, and she's also of Hispanic descent. And I was just, like, so into it because they also invited the Hispanic 
Cincinnati Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and everything. Um, and I was so into, cause I never see Mexican composers ever on stage. Yeah. So I was like totally into it. And the beautiful thing about this piece is that not only is it like very like mathematical and analyzed, um, but there's no, like there's no stereotypes for like other kinds of Mexican music. There's no like, oh, let's have like a party scene or like. It was a piece in and of itself. Exactly. There was no like oh, let's bring in, like, the Mexico's national anthem somewhere in this piece. It was like, I am a Mexican composer. And I've composed a piece. Yeah, exactly. And I was, like, so into that because there's no need. I mean, yeah, you could play into that game and it'd still be fine because, like, that representation's ever on stage anyway. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was just, like, beautiful to see that, like, he doesn't, he identifies as Mexican but not necessarily, like, putting that in a music that it doesn't. There's no mariachi band on stage. Yeah, as Mark said, that there's no mariachi band on stage. Um Actually, to add on to that, there is a mariachi concerto that I've always wanted to see live. <laughs> um, and if you ever want to bring more Mexican people or like Latin people, you need to get this mariachi concerto because I've always wanted to see it. So program it, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got to hear part of it, and it's it's crazy. Like the the meter, um, the time signature in it is constantly changing, and it's kind of uh, dispelling your conceptions of that music and it was all it was great yeah i mean and then the pianist was phenomenal and um spectrum was also helping out with that because um queer people and queer people love working with spectrum because that's what they're all about yeah and then i didn't stay for symphonic dances but you could just listen to that on spotify or youtube so yeah which is a good piece i enjoy listening to it but you, you and Emily went to go see a show that I wasn't able to. Yes, yeah. we went to the Playhouse. Yes, I was so excited to see um, Sooner Later by Allison Curran at uh, the Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park at the Shelter House Theater, which is their smaller, more intimate, not to black box, but I'd say similar in size. Um, I love that theater, and I love uh, usually what's programmed there. Um, but Jackson and I had some different thoughts about the piece afterwards. We had an interesting discussion, which I think that theater is a sign of good sign of good theater to me that it sparks conversation and different interpretations. Yeah, and I think it's uh, more about uh, background and um, interpretation of what was happening on stage and knowledge of what was happening on stage. Um, I'm a guy, and the piece was primarily about women. So was it? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Wait, wait, before we continue, give me like a two or three sentence plot summary, I guess. Um, I would say like, at least the plot is about a, um, mother who is trying to date and her, uh, daughter is, uh, trying to analyze how she's doing it. Um, okay. And... I think I think that's the only thing I can say without giving away yeah, it's, major plot it's a, points. Yeah, it's it's hard to give a full summary. I mean, even the summary that Cincinnati Playhouse and Park has um, on their web on their website description is kind of vague. Um, I think that's because the actual storyline is it's so interesting. It like it's a it's hard to give it away without giving the whole thing away. Okay, if you're not seeing the show, so it's basically about I'd say it's about a woman and her. her navigation through um dating and parenthood and it's kind of seen through the eyes like the story is narrated by her daughter kind of so there's these little vignettes of like her daughter is the narrator and then you can see off the side and some 
um, other she's like a other place. It's all in one set um, that she's you know going on these coffee dates with different men, and her daughter's like narrating the story and telling it from her eyes. I like so, that. If yeah. I may, could you explain to those who may not know what a vignette is? Sure. Um, so in my interpretation, a vignette is, um, I mean, in the theater world, it's like if there's action happening in different parts of the stage. So a vignette would be like downstage and I don't know how to describe this in non-theater Closer terms. to the stage. Closer to the stage. Off the corner, there's um, a scene going on that's almost like a, like in a movie when you have a flashback okay. or a future vision. There's a little flashback, but it's almost the theater version of a of a flashback. And it's like a down downstage action or upstage action it's almost like two different scenes yeah, are happening two at the same scenes. time yeah it's hard to but they're still connected in some yeah essence. yeah and, and and i and i think that yes uh, thank you jackson one of the <laughs> one of the parts um that i thought was really interesting was every time that that would happen one scene is happening that you're supposed to be drawn to mm-hmm. but i was constantly looking at the other one trying to figure out okay what is the relationship between these two people and so the mother and the potential boyfriend would be talking, but the daughter would be watching intensely, trying to figure out what's happening, trying to analyze the situation mm. and having visible reactions to what was happening on this date. Wow. And um, there's a lot of that in the play. And I think that I, I told Emily, you know, I, I don't think I fully appreciated it at the time mm. because I didn't know what was happening. It was constantly me trying to figure out what the plot was, where the twists and turns were going to go. I was trying to anticipate it, but constantly like having to be in the moment. And I honestly really want to go back and watch it again, having just watched to, it the first time. Like just not so I can see the first reaction, but like see the angle. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because I think I want to do a little bit more reading into why she created the play and that sort of thing. So I could appreciate it more as I watch it. Okay. Instead of trying to figure it out. Sure. And Emily? Yeah. I think it's interesting that your eyes are drawn. Um, that's definitely a directing choice, um, you know, about kind of making sure the audience is there are, the going on the action that they're supposed to be paying attention to. And that's great by blocking and things like that, like how they stage the piece. Um, but obviously the reactions are intentional. It's interesting that your eyes went there. Um, and my eyes were, I was very on the, the vignette per se. And I wasn't really ever, didn't even notice that the daughter and analyzing the piece, analyzing the conversation, the date that her mother was going on, um, during the show. So it's really interesting. I really, um, really was in the moment with the piece, um, I think. And I actually cried (laughs) Um, at the end, um, which definitely to me is indication that it was just amazing. I think what I liked about it is it was very simple. Like it was about a simple thing that everyone deals with. It's about parenting. It's about dating. It's about love and loss. I mean, a lot of like concepts that are very um, personal to everyone that everyone can identify with um, and just kind of shining a light on just, the beauty of that. I don't know. It was just, I know it's hard to get into. <laughs> it's yeah. very like no, metaphysical. Yeah, no, of course. It's a very metaphysical, metaphysical piece. Um, but I like, it was very intimate and simple. I, I like, it. I like intimate. And especially what is in Shelter That's House. Right I mean, you're yeah, right in the It was the, the perfect, I thought it was perfect for a Shelter House. Um, and the, the scenic design, the lighting design all played so well into it. And afterwards, that's the that's the big thing that I went away. You know, it was a very well done production. Mm, nice. um, I just still can't get over like being in the perceptive perception of um, like a child seeing their parents. <laughs> 
speed dating <laughs> people because I'm so for like the sexual exploitation of parents, like even if they're single or like going through things or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like having it be on stage is very interesting to me. Well, I, I definitely suggest you go see it because the twists and turns it does take mm. even more solidify that fact. Um, and it makes you reconsider uh, certain parts about yourself and like your pre pre uh, your misconceptions about um, the situation that's happening mm-hmm. on stage. Oh, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I can't say anymore. Yeah, I just I'd say it's like <laughs> very the intricacies of relationships. Um, and there's and so many the, the different kinds of like romantic relationships and mother daughter relationships and. Um, I guess it is interesting that you thought about, oh, from the daughter's eyes, because she's like a teenager as she's kind of like help, but they have a very special relationship. So it's like a very tight mother daughter bond. And she's like helping her get ready to go on these dates. And, um, oh, that's so nice. But I feel like I would do that. It definitely has its, um, twists and turns, um, as well. So it definitely leaves you thinking. Like when I see it, it's almost like when you go to a movie and there's like, or you see a movie and there's like this cliffhanger at the end, right? And you're like, what just happened? Like what it was that? That is my favorite experience when I go to the theater um, of any kind. Um, I think a cliffhanger. That's, like, well, cl- not, that's how the best way I can describe <laughs> it. It's like it's like makes you think. Yeah, like, it makes you reconsider. Like Jackson said, how you see things and how you view the world. Um, yeah. So that's that's what you'd get from this piece. I think. Great, and I do like the fact to end on this uh, that like it's it's creating a discussion. Especially from like multiple perspective. Absolutely. Perspe- I keep saying perspective, perceptions. <laughs> yeah. Perspective is also perspectives. Yeah, perspectives. Yeah. Okay, you know, well. You get different perspectives on it. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. And with that, let's go on to our main topic. Rock on. So, Carlos, you came up with a really good topic for today that we're going to be talking about. Um, we are going to be talking about mission and vision. And for those people out there that don't know what this is for an organization do you well, want to give a non-profit a organization non-profit organization that's good to say let's be honest because profit organizations just care about one thing and that is profitability i was gonna say money but <laughs> that too same thing <laughs> um but uh for so for non-profit organizations what exactly is a mission and a vision uh in my opinion and emily you can jump in whenever um, a mission is um is something that describes the organization kind of like the core principles of it all the the thing that decides how they proceed or should proceed um and it's basically goes through like the core of their identity and when it goes to like programming and education stuff that's kind of where it all lives yeah yeah and then it's the purpose it's the yeah it's the purpose of the organization it's why the organization exists and what it's doing yeah and then a vision would be kind of um I like to think of it. I would like to think of it as like a future plan as to like where it should be leading. It's like the lofty goal. Yeah. Yep. I say so. And so, um, it's important to know uh, an organization's mission and vision, um, especially if you're wanting to give to them. If you're wanting to go to um, what they're producing, what they're programming, to understand why or how they're programming things. Yeah. You can see it through their mission. And also, if, if you if you are trying to explore different um, avenues and different programming, you can start looking at a mission and kind of determine, I guess in, in the uh, best case scenario, you can look at the mission and figure out what that organization does, what you might expect from it. Um, and also, you know, 
would you be willing to go to it? Before we discuss missions and visions more at length, we're going to play our first game at A The game? Artfuls. I know. So it's this game called um, Guess That Mission. Or match that mission. I apologize. I like the alliteration more in that <laughs> one. Um, where I'm going to say the mission or vision of it, one of the top 10 organizations here in Cincinnati. Um, and then all three of you have to guess what the organization is. I'll redact all information. I'm, I mean, I, some of it will be hard because they're like, this is a theater or like this is an orchestra. So then yeah. you can like narrow it down, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also going to say like what we think about this mission, right? Yeah. You're welcome to bring in any thoughts. And that's about it. Okay. Y'all ready? Mark is nodding. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Mark is... Okay, great. Uh, Let me just pick at random. Okay, this one is a mission. And it's... (laughs) Uh, You know, because... And we're going to match it. uh, I don't know. It could be a vision. Uh, Do you want me to clarify? Eh, It doesn't matter. We can keep doing. First mission. We create intimate experiences to connect the musically curious. I think that could be the Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra. That is true. That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. That is that is oh, that one, is the organization Mark. I Nailed work it, Mark. for. But what do we think of it? I I mean I'm very biased because I work for them, um, and I really like it. But I I really like it because it's it's very concrete in what they are trying to do. Yes. So um, Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra tries to um, really connect. In multiple places outside of just like the main stage, which is why they have three series over the summer, mm-hmm. um, and they to try to explore new premieres, um, collaborations, and a bunch of uh, kind of very ex- experimental, innovative programming that I really like. And I think the the intimacy part speaks to what venues they look to actually perform. Yeah, um, they do kind of almost like a bar hop um, during the summer, and their spaces are all. Uh, you know, other organizations. Um, but it also speaks into like the fact that they are a chamber orchestra. Yeah. Chamber orchestras are just so much smaller than a symphony. Mm. Yes. I, I like that it's succinct. Mm-hmm. You know, I think some organizations are very long. I mean, I, I understand why organizations have long mission statements um, to kind of capture everything that they're trying to do, but I like that it's, it's succinct. Yeah. Great. Well, part, point for Mark. Let's see. Oh who wait, wins. we're doing points. Okay, yeah, I'll do yeah, points. Point. I'll give you. Um, I need to try harder. Let's see. I'll, I'll I'll provide a reward of some sort. I guess. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Mark prize? said he wants to hear the reward. Um, I'll give you a drink at a bar whenever we hang out. How about that? Done. Or two? Do you want two? Two? Okay. Well. Okay. Well, one it is. Why though. would you not want two? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, okay, anyway, here's the next one. This is um, another mission. Uh, Redacted is Greater Cincinnati's premier professional vocal ensemble dedicated to presenting passionate and innovative performances of choral music that raise and nurture the public's appreciation of the life-enriching qualities of the choral arts. <gasps> that's a you got a breath? One. Yeah, that's, that's a long sentence. Any guesses? Is that... V-A-E? That is. Yeah. It is Vocal Arts yeah. Ensemble. I was like, Vocal Arts Ensemble. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, I'm like, I need to stop being so shy. I want to get it wrong. <laughs> you can shout it out. You, I'll give you multiple guesses. That was okay. that was long. It is a long. Um, as Yeah, it is long. But I think it does cover everything mm-hmm. that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Vocal Arts Ensemble is an organization that we have not talked about much in this podcast, but um, they are 
a premier vocal ensemble in Cincinnati, and um, they're very much one of the only ones to do choir music. Um, like, well-known, uh, Craig Hella Johnson is the music director, and he travels everywhere, well-known in the choir world. Mm-hmm. only know that because my partner's in choir, so if I wasn't for him, <laughs> I would not know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, besides the fact that it's long, I do think that their mission is great. I am always for, like, closing down on words they like can make sense but like that comes from me being like a partial amateur poet where i want to like express them more with very little yeah that makes sense okay well point for jackson emily you gotta catch up i know gosh i knew it i knew it though okay well this one will be easy i hope hopefully okay look i'm giving them eyes like (laughs) like you better um (laughs) okay redacted is a professional regional theater committed to producing or presenting for diverse audiences the broadest range of theater in a oh emily is dancing in an inviting theatrical environment our mission is accomplished through works of the highest caliber produced on stage in a fiscally responsible manner and through stimulating educational and outreach programs cincinnati playhouse in the park winner Okay, next one. Point for Emily. Woohoo! Uh, Redacted is a professional theater dedicated to producing world and regional premieres of works that often explore compelling social issues. We fulfill our mission through our stage productions and educational outreach programs that enlighten, enliven, enrich, and inspire our audiences. Is that ensemble theater? It is. Oh, I was going to say ensemble, ensemble theater. I was, I was trying yeah. to figure out if it was the no or yeah, ensemble I know theater. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I was going to say ensemble. I very much enjoyed. I've never been to ensemble, and I haven't ens- either. Ensemble for that, I apologize. Um, but <laughs> um, I like the fact that they explore social issues because it's something I feel like it's still very much stigmatized yeah. in our community, not our community, but like the world. Yeah, and I think like, putting it in their mission uh, even more solidifies the fact that they're trying to do to uh, produce things that have a social issue in it. Yes, and it's definitely their niche. It is um, in the theater world, um, in the community, and even in Cincinnati. You know, differentiating differentiating them from the other theaters because they're doing different types of work. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Here's another mission: uh, to enrich and connect the community through diverse opera experiences. Anyone? Cincinnati Opera. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 the only opera in town. I was oh, trying I was, to think. Like, Queen City opera. Oh yes, oh, Queen City Opera is. It's not they're on my the west, list. They're on the west side, but right? they are. But also, Cincinnati Song Initiative. I was, I was thinking that that may have mm. been, may have been something. But I, I, you said I opera at the very end. I went, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Mark says that they wouldn't put. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't put the word in the mission. Mm. True. Um, yeah, I did not want to take too long, so I only put like ten mi- organizations. I like the fact that it's nice concise. and short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one. Also a concise one. Um, to provide meaningful experiences by connecting people with great art, both in a historic setting and in the community. Any thoughts? Mark says Cincinnati Art Museum, and with that, I'm going to say... Ah, no. Sorry. No, um, That's embarrassing. No, of course not. <laughs> is it the Taft? It is the Taft. Winner, winner. Emily gets now two points. She's tied Cincinnati with Jackson. Art, Cincinnati Art Museum was a good guess, though. It is, yeah. No, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's concise. Yeah. Okay, next one. <laughs> do to do to do do. What haven't I done? Um, oh, uh, mission to seek and share inspiration. Huh? <laughs> that's that's it. To seek and share inspiration. Is that me? I don't know. By is you. Is that my mission? Can you 
Is it your mission? Is it anyone's mission? <laughs> Do you want to guess an actual organization? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, to seek and share. Okay, okay. Well, I'll give you more. There's a vision in, with this organization. Okay. The vision is we will engage audiences and community better than any other orchestra in the world. Oh, Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> you should know you work there, Jackson. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, next one. Uh, do, do, do. Redacted is a resident ensemble theater company bringing Shakespeare and the classics to life for audiences of all ages. Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. Winner, winner. Sorry, I beat you to it, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is a competition. You get a drink. Woohoo! I'm 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 still getting over the last one. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mark, you are losing. And in <laughs> third place and tied for first are Emily and Jackson. So, <laughs> Mike, you need to get on this. Well, I'm also holding this microphone, so true. <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, okay, next one is I would assume an easy one to enrich, expand, and excel in the art of dance through performance, a high caliber academy, and impactful education and outreach in local to global community. Cincinnati Ballet. Cincinnati Ballet, it is. Yep, yep. I, I like it. it. We do have multiple dance companies in Cincinnati. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're the only ones with an academy, so either way. Okay, next one. What am I? Um, okay, this might be the last one, actually, because, yeah, that would oh be gosh. 10. Um, so much pressure. You know, this is this could be it. Or Wait, is this a tiebreaker? Well, if Mark, Mark wins, then it's a three for three, and then oh. I would hate that because then I would owe all of you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm going to give my microphone to Mark. That's so unfair. Okay, here's all. You're just gonna. That just means you're getting all cheap drinks. I'm fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) We're already gonna get. I know. uh, (laughs) We're already gonna get cheap drinks. Okay. Um, Redacted provides experiences through exhibitions and performances, as well as educational and outreach programs to engage and interact with the art, artists, and ideas of our time. Working with our regional community of visitors, patrons, and partners, and with our global community of artists and institutions, we oper- explore and celebrate the unfolding landscape of art and expression. That is a lot of words. The Contemporary Arts Center. It is the Contemporary Arts <sighs> Center. <There's> many words. <laughs> so many words. And with that concludes uh. our first game of the season. Match that mission. And the winners are everyone. everyone. And the loser is my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so th- I think that's th- fitting. That is. I mean, I, I'm the one who came up with the game, I guess. Um, I like the fact that all these missions, for some, at least in through most of the wording, are trying to connect to their audiences and the community they surround um, and in some way impact the the communities and i think missions missions should do that you know they mm-hmm. should in some sense understand the community they are a part of and be able to or at least want to have some impact in that and some communication and yeah. i and i'd like to think that all of these missions do that in some essence yeah and i think in in our definitions they all hit on certain points um their programming their outreach their education um I don't know of many that included, and this is just my memory, but that included um, anything lofty. Their vision can be, and I, but I think that their mission, all their missions are pretty well grounded, which is good. And I think that if you're looking for organizations to be a part of, most of these missions will give you a very good idea of what they do. Yeah, so it's something we've learned that... Um not only through coursework, but also through our personal experience that missions are really trying to um, 
impact and they're the essential of the organization like it's one of the first things you have to come up with when you're starting a nonprofit to understand what kind of course path you're going to take um and if you don't know um i have i have a lot of problems with some missions especially when they have in some in somewhere in their website that they're wanting to contribute to what i always fight for which is like diversity inclusion and cultural equity um, and when they don't include that in their mission or in their vision, I'm just like, how are you planning on being successful? Cause or, it, or even worse, when they include it and you don't see any evidence that they are attempting to do it. Oh, my God. That is the worst, <laughs> actually. Because, um, like, sometimes they might not have it, but they might do things. Um, and, yeah, it's very much sometimes you you have to go back because, you know, missions are not necessarily per executive director or, like, leader of the organization it's just something that the organization has made or been fond of for a while and sometimes people organizations have to ask the tough question among many i was like has our mission changed do we need yeah. to change that and does this rep is, does this still represent who we are yeah yeah i think missions don't have to be stagnant you know they grow with the growth of the organization and they change um but i think it's you know the time and energy to putting into changing a mission is a lot of work. It's lengthy, um, but it's worth it. And it's and it could be yeah, it could be worth it. I definitely think that um, the with the diversity and inclusion and to making it about audiences is important because it's about the audience. It's about the community, and that's why they're not for profit organizations. So yeah. it's an essential part of an arts organization mission to me. Yeah, yeah. And Emily's correct that like creating and approving a mission and any sorts of other sentences above that. Um, is a lengthy process because you have to get it approved by basically everyone and picking out words and agreeing with multiple people is tough. Um, but also to add more, is it's not something you have to change every year um, because then your identity as an organization is not... washy Exactly. It's not as valid or um, legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Yeah, it could be examined. Like, you know, just take a look at it every five years or so and see... Definitely shouldn't be changing your mission every year. Yeah, that would be that would be a lot of work. That would also be, be a lot to keep. I up don't know with. how you would make impact with a different mission every year. Yeah, but it also, um, like we mentioned before the game, is that this is some way that uh, organizations program, and uh, not only that, but understand how, um, in terms of like the way we do finances, that to see if the way their programming is actually going in the right like the financing and budgeting for everything is doing the right things so for like um like the symphony their mission is to seek and share inspiration i'm always questioning like the how you're doing it like how are you seeking inspiration how are you sharing that and they do they have a lot of ways that um they try to do a lot of other things i love the things they're doing that's why i'm so involved with them yeah like a mission should say what where and how are you doing these things? Um, succinct, being concise is great, but um, it definitely needs to address how, the how part. Yeah. And even with the Contemporary Art Center, you know, their mission is fairly long. I mean, it's the longest one that we read. So many commas. And honestly, <laughs> I but, but I also really like their mission because it gets into the nitty gritty of what they're doing. Um, they have the right things in there. It's yeah. the what, the how and where and you know i I think that 
all organizations around Cincinnati, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it if we weren't passionate about the organizations. And I think that if every organization were to look at their mission and just say, you know, does this represent us? And also for the patrons to say, does their mission represent us as a community? Because, you know, as nonprofit organizations, we are serving the public. And, you know, if our mission's not doing that, then it's possible that our programming's not. I think um, and when missions are not clearly or just like not a clear indication of what you're doing, having a vision or sometimes I've seen like core values added on to missions, it's a good way to continue clarifying your mission, which is why like missions sometimes are really short and could be vague. But if you add on a vision to that, um, to like deep in, dig, digging, dig in a little deeper. Wow, the words today. <laughs> um, to dig in a little deeper into what your mission really means is could be doable. Yeah, and I, I would, I would say that it's a hard balance between being va- vague enough to encompass everything that you want to do as an organization, but also being specific enough to f- know what you're doing as an organization. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely a delicate balance between yeah. vagueness and specificity. One of the things I like about working at CCL is that our mission is like everywhere in our office is like taped to our laptop and laptops, desktops, like we have it on our entrance. Oh, that's cool. Um, I mean, we're a small office, so it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's really nice to continuously be reminded that the work we're doing is for the mission. And I, I think that um, it would be great to continue doing that in other offices in case some people don't know. I mean, like Jackson didn't know for the symphony yeah. or like might have forgotten. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, at the ballet, <laughs> yeah, like the ballet, I, we didn't have the mission, you know, taped. I mean, I think that's great. I think that's a great practice. Yeah. It keeps people. you grounded. Yeah. Exactly. Humbles you and reminds you that what you really are or if you yeah. need to change it. It's easy to lose sight of that sometimes in our, <laughs> in our work. When there's so much to do, <laughs> when we're doing like the work of 20. <laughs> so definitely a good reminder. I think that's great. Well, it's the end of our episode. Emily, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Carlos and Jackson, for having me. It's a pleasure to be Mark. here. Thank you. Yeah, no, this was pleasure. a ton of fun. We'll have to do. It was this a lot of fun. Time. That game was really fun. I, we should play it again. You only say that because you just want more free drinks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm in graduate school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Well, again, thank you so much. Uh, as always, rate, subscribe, and comment on our social media so we can continue gaining popularity. And maybe one day Jackson will remember what our mission is and what we do. That's a lot of shade. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Giving him that eye roll over here. Anyways, you can find more of me on Instagram at cgarcia.leon or through Twitter at cgarcia underscore leon. Jackson. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Manage the Arts. And you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Artfuls Podcast or through our email, artfulspodcast at gmail.com. Emily, do you have any place you'd like to have people reach you? Sure. Um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at ebau, E-B-A-U-2-1, or find me on Facebook. I'm probably there more than Instagram, so you should probably find me on Facebook. <laughs> Emily Bauer. <laughs> and Mark and Mark does not have any relevant social media. You can find me on <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said you can uh, find him on his Christian Mingle account. Um, ladies. <laughs> hit him up. Ladies, he is not single, but he is he is there. <laughs> uh, <for some laughs> um, thank you so much for... <laughs> 
I can't. I can't. Thank, Thank you. you so much for listening. Send us any questions. And as always, have an, have an artful, artful day. day. I think. <laughs> ah!